the Greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist, her mother hates me You're an anarchist, you don't want anything from me I'm a satanist, at least that's what I think I might be At least that's what I think I might be Hello! Hey! Hi! That's Asher! And that's Vic! And, and this is... Speak of, speak of the, the devil. devil! Oh, we did it better last time. We were in the same room last time. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes life a little easier, I think. Uh-huh. Well. Yes. Well, what's, what's new in Satanland? Um, I mean, not a whole hell of a lot. Was that an I mean, intentional last... pun? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that this won't be consigned to the, like, to edit for a really long time pile like the Harsh Woo episode. Um, yeah, I hope so. I feel pretty ready to take this on. Okay, so what is today's episode about? Well, we were going to talk about Jesus, but we kind of just interviewed a christian a lot and while that was lovely i feel like we need some nice satanic relief yes before the next the next jesus, jesus fest yeah also we're doing a lot of homework we are doing i okay yeah i mean the full disclosure is i haven't finished reading all four of the gospels yet which i said i would do but i haven't finished because i don't really like reading about jesus talking Mm-hmm. That's understandable. So we're going to do well. We're, an episode. Yeah, we're going to do an episode about this lovely, lovely book called Compendium Maleficarum, um, which is a witch hunting manual by Francesco Maria Guazzo, and uh, it was published in 1608, and it's an awful lot of fun. Um, yes, but. Before we kind of dive into that, this is not going to be mm -hmm. the witchcraft episode, per se. There's too much witchcraft yeah, to cover no. in a single you, episode. You can't, you can't do just one uh, witchcraft, but you can't have just one. Ugh, that was a bad joke. Anyway. It was fine. So we're basically going to be covering this book, but I do feel like we need to give a little bit of background info on the witch panic. And just kind of um, address some misconceptions about that first, for context. The misconceptions make me so angry. I know they do. So actually, I was thinking I would let you maybe take it away a little bit on the misconceptions. And um, I do have a couple web pages pulled up if you find yourself flailing for facts or figures. I might be able to help Thank you. Thank you. Because, but... yeah, I remember my broad outline. I don't remember my exact. Um, mm -hmm. numbers um, but I mean okay so common misconceptions I think that number one is that the witch craze was a medieval phenomenon it wasn't it, it was renaissance yep. in the renaissance and early modern period um, in fact up until that period uh, the church especially had been pretty down on witch hunting and in fact wasn't super keen on it through the whole time. Like, it was largely a popular phenomenon and, which is not to like let the Catholic church off the hook because they did really fucked mm -hmm. up shit. Like a lot of really fucked up shit. Like, well, the Inquisition was mostly about killing, um, Christian heretics at first, but then mainly, uh, Muslims and especially mm -hmm. Jews. Yes. The, the so, Inquisition itself officially didn't do all that much witch hunting, actually. Yeah, and in fact, they did make certain efforts to try and curtail the amount of witch mm -hmm. hunting that occurred. Um, 
and like they condemned the um, malice Maleficarum. They they did some stuff, um, which again is not to say that they were good, just that that wasn't the specific mm-hmm. way they were bad. For sure. There was also, there was a papal bull that was issued, and god damn it, mm-hmm. I did not keep that pulled up. Fuck shit. Uh, it was yeah, um, where the Pope said, like, yeah, sure, you know, hunt some witches. But it was mostly because this one dude he was buddies with, look at me mangling the history, was like, hey, I'd really like to hunt some witches. Yeah. Can I do that? And so the yeah. Pope was like, sure. Um, and that didn't help. <laughs> That's the way to make this yeah. work then. Also, well, also, you know, people think of witch hunting as, you know, being the fault of the Catholic Church. But it really started to gather steam a lot during the Reformation. And um, Protestants did a lot to throw fuel on the witch burning fires, uh, particularly King James. Um he did a yep. lot. He wrote a book called Demonology that was all about hunting witches. And his uh, version yep. of the Bible that he commissions changed the yep. line, Thou shalt not suffer a poisoner to live, to Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Because he was just really scared of witches. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He thought witches were trying to kill him. That might merit its own episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> King James thinking witches were trying to kill him. Yeah. An episode. Um, let's see here. The sort of highest number of deaths was uh, in Germany, which was Protestant. Um, another noted thing is like not everyone who was tried mm-hmm. for witchcraft was convicted. Um, like a lot of people got off due to lack um, of evidence. Also, this is a pet peeve. It's kind of nitpicky. But that whole swimming the witch thing, yeah. people usually think that if the witch started to sink, yeah. they would just let her drown because, oh well. But no, no, they had them tied no. to a piece of rope and they would pull them out if they started to sink. Yeah. Also, like, this amount of torture was just, like, a normal part of medieval judicial process. Like, they did that if yeah, you, like, totally. stole an apple or beat someone Which up. Which doesn't make it cool, but also... <laughs> um. So, it was... Yeah, just its context. Um, Also, they weren't going after midwives, cunning women. Mm -hmm. That shit's completely made up. We have records of, I think, two out of tens of thousands of prosecutions of midwives being uh, prosecuted as witches. And cunning folk were typically more likely to be involved in spotting and accusing Mm -hmm. witches than being them. So... Mostly, you were at risk if you were, well, really, if you were, like, grouchy or unpopular. Pretty much. So, it wasn't, like, this, like, campaign against, like, you know, these healing women. It was the campaign against, like, difficult Mm -hmm. old women who'd, like, curse you out if you went on their lawn, which isn't to excuse what they did. It's actually kind of more horrible because you have these people who are unpopular in the community. They Mm-hmm. you know they don't have the defense of being likable and of course that's who people go after and it's really yeah. fucked also up. with regards um, to numbers um so yes it was in mm-hmm. fact yes. mostly women being killed but by no means exclusively which is a gender neutral term Yep. All you have to do to figure that out is to read the source material, like this thing that yep. we're going to get into today, the Compendium Maleficarum. Um, and the scholarly consensus on the total number of ex- executions is from between, like, 40,000 to 60,000, mm-hmm. which is way too many witch burnings, but also yeah. not nearly as high as some people would like to say. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, these are just things to keep in mind. Um, I mean, like, people getting the era mm-hmm. wrong or, like, blaming the now, Catholic Church me, and absolving Mads, the Protestants pisses me off. Weren't uh, these so-called witches yeah. just uh, practicing yes. the ancient religion of the goddess and the horned god? 
<laughs> I don't think I... I've ever trolled you that successfully. <laughs> Margaret Murray should not have been allowed to write that mm -hmm. encyclopedia entry. It's done so much damage. Yes. To our understanding of history, to like the popular understanding of history. It's not an old religion. It's not a continuous survival. Please read literally anything written by an mm -hmm. actual scholar. And this kind of brings us, I think, to why we care about witchcraft, which is another thing that I feel like people don't realize so much, is that yes. this was a satanic panic. Yes, just like the one in the yeah. 80s, but like more murdery. Higher count of victims. But yes, witches were... That's what I meant. Well, yeah, but I mean, Satanic Panic in the 80s was also more, like, in prison-y than murder-y. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Right, fair, so go on. Um, right, okay, so witches were believed explicitly to be yes. in service to Satan. That is, I mean, it's really kind of striking when you read these old witch-hunting texts, like... yeah. You would expect there to be some mention of, like, oh, someone who was, you know, yeah. worshipping some pagan god or other or claimed that that's who they thought they were worshipping. But no. Um, when they get confessions, yeah. they always confess to yeah. devil worship. Now, that doesn't mean anyone was actually doing devil worship. In fact, that's pretty hard yeah. to prove. I think it's likely that someone somewhere did some of this shit. Yeah. And I'm also becoming aware that there's a lot more work to mm -hmm. be done in scholarship about witchcraft. Um, like, as uh, you were saying, yeah, a lot of the texts that have been translated were translated due to what Montague Summers thought was interesting. <laughs> yes, and Montague Summers, I mean, yeah. we could do an episode on him alone. That man, like, he thought he was from the early 20th century mm -hmm. and he believed all the shit he researched was real from witches mm -hmm. to vampires to werewolves and he was a catholic priest but some people also think he was like satanically inspired he's fun he's fun but he might not be the best guide to serious scholarship i think is no the point. okay not really. so i kind of want to start getting into compendium because yes there's a lot to go over in this text. And yes. I just want to start by reading a quote from near the beginning. Good. That is um, not meant to be a good thing. Yes. But um, I found very accidentally moving and inspirational. So this is from the preface to the reader. Uh-huh. Even though his heart may be pierced and torn by his enemy's weapons... Yet the devil mm -hmm. leaves nothing unattempted and dares everything. Oh, that's lovely. It is lovely. And I'm taking it out of context a little bit. That's in the middle of some less flattering shit. But um, I yeah. really, really quite enjoyed that quote. And um, yeah. then also, before we get into the meat of this, I want to read this yeah. other little quote from the section on whether this magic can produce true effects. Mm -hmm. In which uh, Guazzo says, <clears throat> Any man who maintained that all the effects of magic were true, or who believed that they were all illusions, mm -hmm. would be rather a radish than a man. <laughs> which I just think is hilarious. Um, but it also kind of sets up... Um, a lot of the thesis of these kinds of books is that yes, the devil can't do everything that God can do. So, yes. and also the witches don't really have their own magic in this model. They're just having demons do stuff for them. Um, yes. And so sometimes the demons do things that are actual physical effects. And a lot of the time they just kind of create illusions mm -hmm. that seem very real. Um, yeah. So that's kind of important to understanding uh, yeah. the idea yeah. of how this was all supposed to work. Now, if I went yes. through the book chronologically, I would be coming right up on the witch's pact with okay. the devil. 
but I want to actually save that segment for last because uh-huh. that is the meatiest and most interesting thing that I've found um, and that I ended yes. up, as I've mentioned before, using to create a black baptism ritual that I've gone through myself. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to skip lightly over that um, and talk about kind of some of the really fun spell ideas that I got from this book. It's really funny because, like, yes, this text is saying don't do witchcraft. You know, just just say no to witchcraft. But it kind of tells you a lot of what you need to know to supposedly actually do witchcraft. So it's got kind of an accidental, like, grimoire kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of those labels on wine from the 20s. Were mm-hmm. like, or no, not on wine, sorry, grape juice. Um, that we're like, you know, please do not add sugar and store in a dark place for, you know, three to four <laughs> because months. Because then it would be wine, and that would be bad. And that would be very illegal. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much. So there's this whole chapter yes. on storm making, rain making. Yes. Which has a lot of really fun methods. Um, there's a lot of just, like digging a hole in the ground and either filling it with water or more likely peeing in it and then beating it with a stick. Yep. Which the whole point of doing that is to make the droplets fly around and fall down like rain. So that's going to be a lot of pee going everywhere if you use the piss method. Uh, So good luck with that. (laughs) LaVey would be so into it. LaVey, I'm sure LaVey jizzed in his pants while reading this book because he probably did read this book. Yeah. Anton LaVey had a piss fetish, just so you know. Yeah. There's also variations such as beating a stream in the name of the master, which is Satan. Um, (laughs) And my favorite is when we get into... Okay. Abusing images of Christ and of saints to produce desired effects. And this is this is totally my jam. So yes, there's a story about a, a town that was under siege. Yeah, that you know they were trying to basically force them out through dehydration. Uh huh. But a number of wicked priests dared to summon rain by means of magic. For some of the besieged townsmen Good. went out in the dark of night, evading the camp sentries, and stealthily made their way over the seashore dragging with them over rugged rocks the image of the crucifix, which these execrable sinners reviled with foul curses and incantations and then cast into the sea. Oh, it gets even better. At the same time, certain priests, the vilest sinners of all men, being anxious to assist the soldiers' profane practices, performed a wicked rite Uh in order to produce rain of this sort. They stood an ass before the church door and sang a funeral dirge as if for uh-huh. a living soul, then placed the divine Eucharist in its mouth and continued their funeral chants about the living ass and finally buried it before the church doors. Good. And the minute they do this, supposedly it starts raining like crazy. As one does. And the town remained free. So I think that's a pretty cool usage of satanic magic. Although burying a live donkey is kind of mean. Yeah, no, don't do that to a live donkey. Yeah. That's mean. But, yeah, so this idea of dragging the crucifix and images of the saints over the ground or of throwing them into water. Yeah. It's kind of like using them almost like a poppet. Yes. Where you do things to it to uh, produce the effect that you want in the world. Exactly. I'm going to threaten St. Agatha until she pays for my next boob job. You know what? Worth a try. Mm-hmm. exactly right um and then this part <laughs> i forgot about it till i was looking back through the book today it really cracked me up mm-hmm. um it's about whether the devil can make men insensible to torture yeah and what really entertained me about this is this is about gaining protection mm-hmm. from pain by wearing satanic symbols on your clothing on your shirt in particular. Good. Which kind of cracks me up because I'm imagining just like yes. enchanting a band shirt with some satanic imagery on it for protection. Yes. 
Um, there's also the idea of... Oh, here we go. In our own day, there are impious soldiers who think that they are invulnerable if their armor is charmed with a certain spell, or if they have the hardihood to commit the sacrilege of piercing, threatening, or breaking the image of the crucifix. So that's kind of this nice. cool idea of, like, gaining power through sacrilege and blasphemy. Yes. Which I just think is badass. Yeah. It really is. And also, like, as we were saying earlier, I really do think that mm -hmm. there is power in sacrilege against whatever you have Absolutely. worshipped in the past. Apostasy is extremely powerful. And when I finally get to the Black Baptism, yes. you know, we'll get into that a lot. Yeah. And how good it is. Yes. Um, I, say, I don't know what you were going to say. This isn't the book with the nest of dicks. We'll have to cover that later. The nest of dicks? It's in Eros and Evil. You'll read it. Oh, Eros and Evil is a book that's going to have its own episode. Absolutely. Yes, good. I am looking forward to that. Um, it is the most fun book. Um, it is so much fun. This is, however, the book with the satanic sex changes. Yes! So yeah, there is this whole chapter, and it's chapter 16, for those interested. Whether by witchcraft and yes. devil's work, the sexes can be interchanged. Hmm. And it starts, Cornelius Gemma inquires into the mutation of the feminine into the masculine sex, and the masculine into the feminine, which is admitted by modern physicians to be natural. Good. We read of many women who have become men. Um, and yeah, this mostly focuses on female to male transition. Yeah. It cites just a ton of lore and stories about that happening. Um, yes. Which is really interesting. And it makes me curious about what was going on. Um, whether maybe these were intersex yeah. people who upon puberty were kind of acquiring different uh, secondary characteristics unexpectedly or just people who, yeah. um, you know, just by cutting hair and changing clothes and body language yeah. were able to transition without medicine in a very convincing way or, you know, whom the fuck knows. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy to look at this thing from 1608 and read that, yeah. you know, sex change is admitted by modern physicians to be natural. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I have two points here. One, um, in a book on mm -hmm. queer London, I have, um, there were a lot of cases of women for various mm -hmm. reasons living as men and of course probably some yeah. of those were in fact trans men um one managed to get away with <laughs> like marrying like seven different women to steal their dowries so that was fun um and then the other point i had was um so i've been reading mm -hmm. diane purchase's the witch in history which is a really good historiography of witches um mm -hmm. and one of her theses theses is um, is like the witch is sort of anti-woman or non-woman like the okay. opposite of a housewife the opposite of a mother and so I just think with the focus on quote-unquote female yeah, to male not well, that I love that terminology same. but you know what I mean um, it really fits in very well with the yes what shows up in the compendium um, of the and the stories that are written here claim things like suddenly growing a dick and or a beard yeah um yeah and also as is kind of common there's a certain amount of focus on like these yeah. people like running off and doing daring deeds and becoming soldiers um yeah but yeah i think it's really interesting um i also want to say suck it turfs yep trans people are considered part of witchcraft yes so, you know, go fuck yourselves. And they yes. might not have talked about, exactly. you know, trans women per se in this, but they do mention a uh, transition of that direction and the history of trans women and trans feminine people yes. in magic is 
gigantic, just not so much in um, this era of European witchcraft. Now, if you want to look yeah. at ancient Rome, on the other hand, that's a whole other thing and probably a whole exactly. other episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was a very... Um, yes. I mean, one of the other bizarre things about this chapter is it's kind of positive compared to everything yeah. around it. And it, it calls it the devil's work, but says that it's being done with God's permission. So, you know. Yeah. And it's it's kind of just like shrugged shoulders. Oh, well, that person is a man now and, you know, getting married to a woman and it, that's okay. <laughs> so suck it, the Pope. <laughs> that too. Uh, get in the Pope hole. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yes. moving on. Yes. In a chapter called The Devil Wishes to Perpetuate the Race of Witches. Good. There is a description of satanic marriages performed at the Sabbaths. Yes, I was looking at that. Go yes. Um, in which, in place of the customary wedding gifts, the couple were only required to stoop down and blow upon each other's fundaments. Fundament means ass, in case you're wondering. Yeah, there actually there's a lot of butt stuff in this. Um yep. specifically there's a lot of kissing the devil's butt. Yep. Um this book Satan is likes like a salad toss. He really does, according to this book. Uh but sometimes he also has like another face back there. So you're kissing like his butt mouth. It's really weird. <laughs> you know, whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah. Um you know. Mm. <laughs> cool. Um, but of course, this plays very nicely with our point about Dante and how, according to people from a long time ago, anal is definitely worse than war crimes. Yep. And salad tossing or tossing the devil's salad in particular, very bad. Don't do it. Yep. Just say no. Just say no to eating the devil's ass. Aww. Okay. Um, so I just flipped through what <laughs> I have left to cover in this book, other than the baptism, and yes. I want to move into some kind of mostly demon and devil info rather than witch info now. Um, That's good. There's some kind of fun stories in here. Um, uh -huh. Let me see. <laughs> so there's a... A story of a court case where uh, nice. this guy is accused of robbery, um, but the devil uh -huh. shows up uh, offering to be uh -huh. his attorney and Good. promising to appear wearing a dark hat decorated with feathers, which I may Good. I bring this up because the devil's fashion sense comes up in this book a lot. It's pretty flashy. <laughs> I mean, it's Lou. Yeah. He likes flashy. So anyway, yes. the devil is eloquently arguing his case, and um, then he, he tells his client to say, swear then that if you did rob this man, the devil may seize you and carry you away. And so, of course, the guy swears, Good. and then the attorney literally just grabs him and jumps out the window with him and disappears. <laughs> Saving the taxpayers a bundle of money. Yep. <laughs> um, there's another story here on the same section where some guys are drinking and uh, just kind of blaspheming and, you know, kind of being shitty atheists mm -hmm. slash just irreverent. Yeah. And this guy is like, huh, I'd sell my soul for cheap. Yeah. And, um... This stranger walks up and is like, what was that you were saying? And this drunk guy is like, I was just saying I'd sell my soul for cheap. Do you want it? <laughs> and the stranger says, well, yes. And uh, they agree upon a price. Uh, the man's soul was bought and sold. They uh -huh. drank hard with the purchase money. And at last, when it was night, the buyer said, it is time for each man to return to his own place. But do you tell me rightly? If a man buys a horse which is tied up with a halter, has he not the right to take away both the horse and the halter? Saying this, uh -huh. he sees the trembling vendor of his own soul before their eyes, and raising him up in the air, carried him off to hell, to see that which he had refused to believe. 
Nice. <laughs> nice. Now, you know, I don't personally like to think of Satan as, you know, coming to snatch away our souls to hell all the time, but there's still something true in those to me. Yeah. Um, in that he will really hold you to what you say, and he has a sense of humor, and he's a trickster. So that's, that's what I take from those kinds of stories. Yep. Yep. No, he absolutely will Mm -hmm. hold you to what you say. Make a contract with the devil, read the fine print. We cannot stress this enough. We will be coming back to that with the black baptism. Read the fine print. Mm. Oh. Yes. Sorry, here's one more in the same vein. Say, a young woman who's very rich has promised marriage to a handsome but poor young man. And the young man is a little insecure about this because he has no money. Uh And he's worried that she'll change her mind. So she says, Uh if I marry any but you, then may the devil take me in marriage. Of course, she forgets about what she said. Uh Uh-huh. Breaks it off with her fiancé. Oh, dear. Yep. And gets married to someone else. Honey. On the day of the wedding, two devils show up in the likeness of horsemen. And they, you know, sit down to eat with everyone. Yeah. And after the dancing starts, the bride dances uh-huh. with one of the horsemen to do honor to a stranger. Yep. He gave two leaps with her, and then in the sight of her parents and with her friends groaning and yep. lamenting, bore her on high through the door. Well, you know? Mm. Oh, on the next day, her wretched parents and friends looked for the bride to bury her, if they could but find where she had fallen. But the same horseman came back with her clothes and jewels, saying... Not over these things, but over the bride was power given to us by God. So that's another example of the fine print. That goes both ways. Yep. And it's that's kind of honorable um, in a way. Yes. And I, I like it. Uh, Oathbreakers and the devil, not so good. Yeah. Bad combination. Yeah, yeah no, don't, don't make promises to Lucifer you're not going to keep. Yeah. Um... Okay, that, wait, nope, one more very, just mm-hmm. a segment that I want to read because it's silly. And by the way, Good. there's a ton of shit in this book that I'm not even getting into. There's all kinds of accounts of possession and exorcism, mm-hmm. and there's people just, like, vomiting up needles and nails and all sorts of ridiculous shit that shouldn't be in there, and mm-hmm. it's a mess, um, you know. Yeah. Lots of witches cursing men with impotence, banging incubi and succubi. Yeah. I mean, this whole book is well, well worth the read. Um, yeah. But before, I'd like to take a quick break uh, before we get into the baptism. But before yeah. that, I want to read this short section Good. titled simply, It is not meat to joke with demons. Oh, this bit. Yes. Good. Do it. Yes. Neaters in his formeth carius says uh-huh. he saw a brother in a monastery at Cologne who was rather ribald of speech, but famous for his power of casting out Delightful. demons. The man was casting a demon from the body of a possessed person in the precincts of the monastery at Cologne, and the demon asked him to give him a place to go to, whereupon the brother jokingly said, Go to my privy! <laughs> the demon went out, and in the night, when the brother wished to purge his belly, the demon attacked him so fiercely in the privy that he escaped with difficulty with his life. Yes. Again, literalism and okay. demons slash the devil. Yep. You want to be careful with what you say. Think Amelia Bedelia. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's pause recording for just a minute. Yep, of course, dear. Um, okay, well, I had to take a break to go to the privy. Yes. And there weren't any demons in there that I could see. Well, because you didn't suggest that there should be any. Yeah. Um, anyway, though. Unless, like, <laughs> you haven't invited Belphegor over recently, have you? Uh, I haven't, and Belphegor, uh, fuck, we've mentioned him, now we need to explain him really quick, even though it's a complete tangent. Um, Belphegor is a demon of ingenious inventions, who is apparently worshipped by pooping. Yep, he does all his best thinking on the toilet. Yeah, he's that guy. 
Um, and so Belphegor has really become a running joke with us. Um, yes. There was a running gag last week, or at least one that I was tra- trying to make happen, where yes. striking a match after you poop is called lighting Belphegor's incense. I mean, <laughs> how can you not? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where were we? Well, I mean, we were thinking about getting into the Black Baptism next, but I realized I'd kind of like to hear some of your highlights from this book. True. I haven't even finished the book yet. It is a big fucking book. Um, It is, but it's actually surprisingly readable. No, it's really, it's kind of, it's one of those books that's like kind of a page turner. Yeah, because there's just more crazy just insane shit on every page. So this section, the background you need to know is there's a priest called Columbus who did some magic to help a couple that couldn't consummate their marriage because of a demon get together. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also was doing witchcraft. And so, but when Columbus heard the demons cry to God about him, he understood that his days were numbered. Therefore, he himself cut off all his limbs and died in miserable pain, having confessed to unheard of crimes in the presence of the Roman people. So that's a thing that happens. It seems like an overreaction, and I really want to know how he cut off all of his own limbs. Right? I mean, he must have had to do more black magic to be able to do that. Yeah, because once you're down to one arm, I just don't see that working very well i mean i guess okay so if you're kind of like rubbing against a saw maybe oh that's that's really unpleasant i mean i think that's the idea (laughs) well i would imagine so yeah i like that we just made it even more awful and graphic with our speculation well i mean we had to figure out how it works yeah inquiring minds want to know how Columbus cut all of his own limbs off. Um, also, his name was Columbus, so that's fun. That is fun. Um, the other one I liked was Medea was said to have injected a poison, which gave all the women of Lemnos really awful breath, which meant that like their husbands wouldn't sleep with them. And that's just like mentioned is like one of the things witches do. Yep. So like halitosis. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cock blocking is really a common witch activity. Yeah, yeah. Which I find hilarious. Well, exactly. I mean, it would. But at the <laughs> same time, it also, like, because, you know, most possibly all of these accusations being baseless, that yes. means that, like, some guy couldn't get a boner and decided yeah. to accuse his mean old neighbor lady of witchcraft, which yes. is awful but yeah i don't think it's too soon to say that it's also kind of funny it is kind of in a horrible way (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. did you have any more sorry i i have some more i was looking at some of them um let's see here let's see um i mean Singing body songs to the devil. Oh, I'm um, a fan. Yeah. Oh, the thing in this book where, um, so there are feasts at the Sabbat, mm-hmm. but they either they don't have salt, mm-hmm. always, or they don't have bread. Right? That's it. Yeah, I believe so. So you can like, it's like a low sodium Atkins thing. <laughs> Also, sometimes they say that the food really sucks and is disgusting, but then there are other legends where it's, like, incredibly delicious, but then maybe it doesn't make you feel full or something, you know. Yes, that is also true. Yeah, and I Um, mean, mm -hmm. all the crazy shit that happens at the Sabbat is just, like... Mm, you know what? In preparation for this baptism segment, let's just kind of... I don't even really need to refer to the book to go over the stereotypical witches' yeah. Sabbath kind of thing. Yeah. 
because some of our listeners might not know that. Yes. So, okay, step one is you rub flying ointment on yourself. Yep, and, or show up astrally. Hmm? Or show up astrally. Uh, you'd use the ointment to do that, too, though. All right, sorry. That's, like, probably the actual point of the ointment. Um, okay. Because there actually have been cases where someone was like, hey, witch, prove to me that you can fly across the world. And yeah. she was like, cool, just give me my ointment. And then she basically lay down and went into a trance, and her body stayed. But when yes. she woke up, she talked about all the travels she'd been on. So yes. more than likely, uh, people who were doing this kind of thing, um, the ointment was probably made of belladonna's being the active yeah. ingredient. Although books like Compendium Maleficarum will say maybe that. Yes, exactly. They will insist that. And the I mean, I've read. Sorry, you first. Well, the, I was just saying they'll insist that the active ingredient is dead baby. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've read varying things because, like. I'm always suspicious of the, like, it was all just, like, um, oh, God, psychoactive substances explanation for things. I mean, I don't think it's just psychoactive substances, because I was also yeah. reading a thing the other day. Oh, God, what yeah. was it in? I don't recall, but it was about a woman who kind of could just pop into the Sabbath at will. Yes. Like, any time exactly. she, like, sat down and closed her eyes. So, yes. that also... I'm, I'm thinking astral travel, often drug-assisted, but not necessarily always. Yeah. I'm not even necessarily sure always drug-induced, because I'm not sure belladonna poisoning um, or any of the other things that have been suggested would actually result in that sort of hallucination. So, well, it, it's... That's what I'm saying. It's not so much drug-induced yeah. as drug-assisted yeah. astral travel, because yes. there are modern practitioners who use belladonnas yeah. um, to help with the out-of-body experience. Yes. It doesn't make you hallucinate. It helps you be able to yeah. get your soul out of there, ostensibly. Also, please don't try that at home. It is very poisonous. It is very poisonous, and don't put it on your junk. That is a Please. common myth. If the whole, like, shoving belladonnas up your twat with a broomstick yeah. thing, you would just die. Yeah, don't do that. We know that no one did that because you would just die. Have a tomato. <laughs> they thought that those were poisonous until, like, the, like 17th century or something. Well, they are in the Nightshade family, but also please, I don't know how we got onto tomatoes, but please don't shove them up your cunt either. No, just like eat one instead okay. of cool. using actual deadly nightshade. Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? It's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have flown to the Sabbath, probably astrally, yeah. although... It was thought literally a lot of the time. Also, and in a lot get... of accounts, they just walked, which I think is really... Yes, sometimes they just walked, which is fun. And it wasn't always a broomstick. It might be, like, a goat or, like, a bucket or, like, some other fucking random, like, household item. Yep, basket. <laughs> which I just love. Yep, what the fuck ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you know, once you're there at the Sabbath, Sabbath. Yeah. Um. Which, by the way, the fact that it is called the Sabbath or the Sabbat is blatant anti-Semitism. Yeah. And I just thought I'd mention that. But moving on. Yes. Um. They sure did love anti-Semitism. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, like. An argument could be made. I don't think this is entirely true, but if you want an old religion to, like, have them be accusing of being witches, Judaism is a lot more likely than Wicca. Yes. Well, yeah, except except that they just burned Jews for being Jews. I know. I'm just... But it's still more likely, technically, because Judaism existed then and Wicca didn't. Yep. Yep. That is very true. Anywho... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, before you accuse us of being too smug, we're not even certain that Satanism existed then. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you get to the the Sabbat, and there's dancing, and there's yeah. feasting, and you're like dancing counterclockwise in a circle, facing outwards, and yeah. you know doing kind of weird stuff like that. Um, Aww. Lots of like just sort of walking backwards or bent over, sort of yeah. strange postures. Um, yeah. The devil shows up, and yeah. uh, you go kiss his butt. <laughs> yeah. And then there might be some cross trampling or Eucharist trampling or peeing on or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, I think. In Eros and Evil, it mentions, like, cross-fucking. Yes. Um, I think they also mentions um, tying someone to a cross to be Jesus and then fucking them. We've done that one. Which, yeah, that's my kink in a big way. Same. I really like being Jesus. Yeah. And, like... We have no evidence that anyone actually did this, but it would be really funny if my kink was, like, accidentally reconstructionist traditional Satanism. That would just amuse me. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Also, so the circle dancing facing outward reminds me of something I read in Vampire is a Case book, um, which is, mm. so in Greek villages... There is like an auspicious direction, which is counterclockwise, and it's a circle dance facing inward. Hmm. And it's described as to the right. Okay. And so the circle dancing facing outward, I mean, this is hugely speculative, but could be seen as possibly to the laughter in the inauspicious direction. And so thus mm -hmm. like weird and fucked up and evil. Because also yeah. like if you like go the wrong way around a corpse in certain Greek yeah. villages that's how you create a vampire mm -hmm. or if you like pass things over a corpse um they're definitely doing things uh Wittershins yeah. a lot in this and like using the left hand and going backwards yeah. and you know all that shit blah -de blah yeah um it's definitely something that comes up in this book and in others yes. Um, so after everyone tosses Satan's salad, yeah, uh, then just kind of like general big orgy happens. Yes, lots of fucking of various types. Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of demon fucking. Yep. Um, lots of people fucking. Yep. Some animal fucking in certain accounts. Uh, yeah, incestuous fucking, homosexual fucking, yeah. you name it. They've yeah. been accused of it all. So they mention <laughs> homosexuality a lot less than the Feast Yeah, a lot less. A lot less. Also, just to clarify, we don't advocate incest or bestiality. Yeah, we advocate doing stuff with consenting adults who you aren't related to. Yep. And aren't goats. Anyway. Hmm? And aren't goats. Yes. Consensual, consenting human or possibly demonic adults. Yes. If you can get one. Exactly. Uh, highly recommend the experience. 10 out of 10. Would bang a demon again. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so at, we're, we're set up pretty good finally for the black baptism. Yeah. Because we are at the Sabbat, which is where it happens. Yeah. where it all comes together. So, I actually kind of broke this chapter down into 11 steps uh -huh. for how to sell your soul to Satan. Yes. Um, so, first, you deny the Christian faith and withdraw your allegiance from God. And uh, you say a lot of blasphemous shit, mm -hmm. um, heap insults on Jesus and the Virgin Mary and saints. Um, you might, uh, there's an example of um, jumping backwards and saying, as far as I thus leap away from Christ, so much nearer may I come to the devil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's a vow. Mm-hmm. 
I deny the creator of heaven and earth. I deny my baptism. I deny the worship I formerly paid to God. I cleave to thee, and in thee I believe. Mm -hmm. At this point, the devil is supposed to place his claw upon your brow as a sign that he rubs off the holy chrism and destroys the mark of the baptism. Aww. Step two, he bathes them in a new mock baptism. Yep. Third, they forswear their old name and are given a new one. Yep. Which, if you're a transgender Satanist, is really handy. Yep. Not going to lie. Useful. Um, fourth, he makes them deny their godfathers and godmothers, both of baptism and of confirmation, and assigns them fresh ones. Good. This was a step that I didn't do when I adapted this, because I was never baptized or confirmed. Yep. Um, I did sort of deny, in the place of that, everyone who had taught me about Christianity. Yeah. Fifth, they give the devil some piece of their clothing. So this is a really interesting offering. Mm -hmm. And when I did this baptism, I didn't understand the fucking point of it. Yes. Um, or when I was writing it, but I was trying to do as many of the steps as I yes. could. Do, is, do you think it's okay that I'm talking about my experience with this while also talking about the text? I think it's fine. I mean, it's okay. a good thing to... Because I've, yeah. I've kind of moved out of, like, analyzing this historical text in its context it's and into uh, its use in my life. Okay, cool. So, yeah, when I wrote out my adaptation of the ritual, I was like, sure, I'll give up a piece of clothing. I don't really get why. But then when I did it, I realized it was kind of like a snake shedding in yep. sort of moment. Um, and as such, it felt very important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I still have some shit I need to, like, burn that, I don't know, I want to do it with you. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, we'll get it done. We will. It'll be good. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, actually, I was about to say that I think, actually, this is a really good aside because it shows how one can adapt things cribbed from history's notes mm -hmm. for one's own life. And I I had no evidence, I have no evidence that anyone actually did this. Yes. It's but when I tried it, it definitely worked. Yep, same. <laughs> and in a, in a way, I sort of tried it to see if there was anything to it. There's a lot to it. Don't do it if you don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, don't be like me. I also, fortunately, was ready to actually pledge my soul to the devil, but... Um, don't do it if you don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah. So, sixth, they swear their allegiance to the devil within a circle traced upon the ground. Perhaps this is because a circle is the symbol of divinity and the earth is God's footstool, and so he wishes to persuade them that he is the god of heaven and earth. Honestly, it kind of sounds like the author just doesn't know what a magic circle is. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm pretty sure if anyone was doing that, it was because, you know... Circles are kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, seventh, they pray the devil to strike them out of the book of life and to inscribe them in the book of death. So we can read written in a black book the names of the witches of Avignon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, signing your name in the devil's mm -hmm. book. If any of y'all watch The Witch. Yep. Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like Great butter? Great fucking movie. <laughs> who doesn't want to live deliciously? Exactly. Uh, which is why I so eight you first they promised a sacrifice to him and certain fiendish hags as Baror suffocate for him one child every month for two weeks which I actually didn't notice this until this very moment but it does not specify that sacrificing to Satan is always baby killing yep yeah um so for this part I, I definitely I don't really think baby killing is a thing. Yeah, no, I would recommend you not do that. Yeah. Um, uh, unless we're talking about having an abortion, which is different. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, is that an offering? Um, in the I though I don't I don't think you should do that as an offering to Satan either, though. Usually. Uh, I mean, you should do it because you need yes. to. Yes. 
But being like, hey, Lilith, do you want this is probably not a terrible oh, idea. In that she case. does want it. But... Yeah. Um, also, if you want to sort of, you can pull the Aleister Crowley trick. Mm -hmm. And um, for the sacrifice of babies, substitute uh, sperm. Yeah, substitute jizz. If you want to feel like edgelordy and human sacrifice-y, but not actually hurt anyone. Yeah. <laughs> just jack off. Yeah. Is menstrual? <laughs> or, you know, like... Kinda? Um, not exactly, although menstrual blood does have a lot of place in um, yeah. these kinds of spells. And you know what? You could make an argument that you could use it for that. Yeah. I just find it slightly less funny than, like, sucking a dick oh, and being like, I am devouring thousands of unborn babies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's certainly more to the point. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, I, I think yeah. we generally are like, maybe not baby killing? Um, I would say that pretty much no Satanists are actually into baby killing, except for, like, the horrid lone wackos. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but I feel like for people who aren't Satanists, we need to say it. We do. We do. Because they think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, blood libel and baby killing has been used against so many religious groups. Yep. Um, notably Judaism. This was also basically almost everything they say about what supposed satanic witches were doing was shit that had been said about the cathars yep. and other heretics and then also had often been um, said about the early christians by the pagans so. by the romans yes yes they were accused of baby um, so yeah so the the baby eating and the blood libel just goes round and round and round like the shittiest merry-go-round on earth yep. um anyway step nine yes. they must every year make some gift to the demons yes um it mentions that these gifts are only legitimate when they are completely black in color yep which i'm not even too worried about this part of my vows because i give a lot more offerings than once a year yes and both yeah. of them are completely black in color by accident because apparently i'm just as goth as satan like that <laughs> yep uh, step 10 mm -hmm. is the placement of the devil's mark. Nice. Um, and this is fun. Uh, if you're trying to do this ritual for yourself, unless you are very lucky, Satan will probably not physically manifest and put a mark on you. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those parts that you have to kind of visualize yep. and think about as an astral body thing. Yep. But, um, yeah, the devil's mark, in terms of witch hunting, was considered to be a physical mark that um, was left by the devil's touch yep. and that felt no pain yep. and did not bleed. And um, they would go around, when they were trying to find witches, they would just stab people with needles a bunch yeah. to try yeah. and find spots that were insensitive and did not bleed. Yep. Also, if you do that, you will find spots that don't bleed because that's how the human body. Oh yeah, that's actually true. Um, yeah, uh, so Vix and I were doing a kinky witch hunting role play scene one time, yes. and I I was stabbing him with needles repeatedly. Yeah, and I was somewhat shocked to come across a spot that didn't bleed. So. <laughs> But um, I think it's likely that that just kind of happens. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that in this case that was because I am a witch. Although you are. Yes, that is also true. So it could have been <laughs> totally accurate. It was also, as I remember, it was like on your pubes, which is supposed to be a popular site for I Devil's Marks. I thought it was marks. on my tit. <laughs> oh, that's also popular. I thought it was, maybe it was both. You might have had two. Yeah. You know, that can happen. Yeah, no, the um, I mark you all over the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so the last step, is, uh, step 11, uh -huh. is you make a bunch of vows, yeah. such as never to adore the Eucharist, yeah. that they will both in word and deed heap continual insults and revilings upon the Blessed Virgin Mary and the other saints, yeah. that they will trample upon and defile and break all the relics and images of the saints, that they will abstain from using the sign of the cross, holy water, blessed salt and yeah. bread, 
and other things concentrated consecrated by the church that they will never make full confession of their sins to a priest uh-huh. that they will maintain an obstinate silence concerning their bargain with the devil uh-huh. and that on certain stated days they will if they can fly to the witch's sabbath and zealously take part in their activities yes and finally that they will recruit all they can into the service of the devil yep. and the devil in turn promises that he will always stand by them that he will fulfill their prayers in this world and bring them happiness after death. Yes. So you make a pact yes. and uh, the devil has his end of it too. Yes. Which is kind of nice. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't make those exact vows. Yes. Um, some of them just because like there's not that much chance of me doing those things anyway. Yes. Like, I've never taken communion in my life, even before I was a Satanist. Yeah, I took it once. By I don't see it happening. Sort of, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> well, that's very Satanic. Yeah, no, it totally is. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, let's see, I think we, we both skipped the proselytizing one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really feel like Lucifer wants proselytizing yeah no i mean he's perfectly i think that he wants those who are kind of already his brought together and like encouraged Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want us like bringing in people who don't really kind of by nature want to be there because the devil's party that's stupid like kind of it's it's like self it should be kind of self-selecting yeah yeah um yeah we're not gonna start knocking on doors do you have a moment to talk about our lord and savior satan (laughs) i mean i feel like i'll be Um, more along the lines of do you have a moment to talk about like your lord and savior you yeah that would really confuse people i almost kind of want to do that just as a prank but i'm not gonna you know that you are god (laughs) yes (laughs) have you accepted yourself as your personal savior (laughs) oh my god oh my me yes (laughs) i'm dying a little bit um yeah i am pretty i try not to be overly aggressive in this but when i encounter someone who is interested in satanism and is looking you know to learn more and for community yeah I definitely roll right up to them, and I'm like, hey, yeah, exactly. do you need PDFs? Do you need books? Do you need to talk? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like, I don't know, when you encounter someone else who's like, knitters are like that, if they see someone else knitting, yeah. they will talk to them. And that's what it's- You have kind of a specialized interest that most people don't yeah, that's, like. Yeah, that's what it's like. And it makes you feel lonely. <laughs> exactly. We're just like, always looking for friends. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, um, I mean, it's a big book. I'm sure we could kind of go on for a while about it. Yeah, but that's really the stuff that I wanted to cover in a Compendium Maleficarum. Yes. It's a fun book. Mm. I'd recommend it. Yeah. <sighs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Um... Well, do you want to call that a day? I think we can. Do we have any, like, I don't think we have any important, like, satanic news corner aside from, like, America is still on fire because Trump sucks and... And Catholic priests should consider not being pedophiles. That would be a good thing for the Catholic priesthood to consider. Just, like, as Satanists, we just, like, you know, we're here to keep you honest. <laughs> we are. And, you know, you got to be careful with that shit. Because yeah, if a few people do some fucked up nonsense, then pretty soon everyone thinks you're all like that. Yep. So you really can't, you, gotta, you know, tolerate. Like, rein it in. Gotta nip that in the bud. Plus, it's fucking wrong as hell. Exactly. More importantly. Yeah, no. Well, um, on that note. Yes. Um, I have okay. a satanic backwards message mm-hmm. 
taken from this book. Oh, good. So here we go. That's good. Nice. Like, excellent household tip there. Yes, it really is. Too bad no one will be able to understand it. Unless they re-reverse it. <laughs> I really hope someone starts doing that at some point, because there is some comedic gold in the backwards messages. I'm not going to lie. I have an idea. I'll tell you after we record What? Okay, fine. But, um, yeah. All right, so I think that's the... That's all, folks. Yep. Um, the theme song is still by Electric Mirrors. Um, check us out on Podbean or um, iTunes at Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast. No, that's on Facebook. Facebook is Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast. Um, you know, we're on iTunes if you search Speak of the Devil there, and we would love it if you would review us. Um, that would be great. So that we can spread the word of Satan. All right, well. Um, Until next time, hail Satan. Hail Satan.